Hello, this is the Journey Till Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Tanati. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination, to find the journey in every step of the road, the highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs. It's in that that really makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of his own. Daniel Chidiak is an author and writer. Please help me welcome Daniel to the show. Daniel, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I just want to, let's just kind of like get right to it. I mean, for, I feel like almost often when I click on Instagram, I'm seeing something, uh, some sort of viral post or a viral (laughs) clip of someone that is reposting or posting something that you wrote. What does that feel like for you to have your work everywhere, virally, consistently? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's it's a bit of mixed emotions. I guess when I first started out, uh, with all this stuff and all the writing, I didn't really do it for that. So, I mean, as as good as it is, it's also humbling as well that, you know, there's there's so many people sharing my work. And if it helps them, then that's amazing. But I think you've got to also keep yourself grounded and just be like, all right, cool. You know, don't get too ahead of yourself. It's all good. You still got a lot of work to do. You still got a lot of work to put in. Because I find that some people, when their, their work starts going maybe a little bit viral or something, that they take their foot off the pedal. They think like, oh, yeah, it's cool. It's going now. It's just going to spread all on its own. Um, but, you know, that's not really the case. You've got to stick at it. There's still a lot of people to to touch and to help. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it did sort of get me to take my foot off the pedal a couple of times over the years. But then now I'm like, you know, this is time to even go harder. Yeah, so you it's, uh, put it on the gas pedal to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But it can, you know, it can actually halt progress sometimes people people you know take it the wrong way and i had to learn that as well so yeah i mean it's it's humbling and uh it's nice to see but you know i feel like i'm still just at the beginning so dive into that a little bit when you just said it's sometimes it can turn the other way tell me a little bit about that uh, like i said i just feel like people um they take their foot off the pedal or they can get a little bit too ahead of themselves and and you know think they're think they're the top dog you know but i'm like yeah. there's no win i'm nowhere near where I want to be and the impact that I want to have. So for me, it's, you know, like getting a lot of DMs and people, especially people that I know, like, oh my God, your stuff's everywhere and I'm seeing it everywhere. And, you know, I'm like, it's cool. And, but I just, I don't really, I don't really get off on that, to okay. be honest. I'm sort of, I think writers in general are a little bit introverted. Like even for me to be extroverted and to be out there, it's a bit of an uncomfortable thing for me, even doing videos, doing podcasts. I wouldn't, they're not things that I would usually do and, and I've become more accustomed to them lately. But um, I think writers in general are just, you know, wanting to just sit at home and, and write and put their stuff out there and hide behind their books or hide behind their their work, you know. So, um, yeah, I think it's something that you just – it can go the other way as far as getting a little bit too ahead of yourself and getting a little bit too excited and letting it feed your ego a little bit. You need to stay grounded and be humble and remember why you do what you do. You're the author of the Modern Breakup Book. It is just, it's a viral must read. How did this book come about for you? There's a bit of a story. I mean, I'd gone through breakups myself, but I didn't start writing the book until three years after a breakup. Like during breakups, I think, you know, we we take notes. There's things that we want to say to the other person that we never end up sending. So, I mean, all these things probably did come into the book. However, it was more by conversations, I think, with people and just realizing that, We'd all, we're all going sort of through the same thing in this generation, these short burst relationships that are having such a great impact on us rather than, you know, being with someone for four or five years like you used to hear. 
you know, a, a couple of decades ago or now these short ones, like people that we hardly even know are having such a great impact on us. And I think that it that I've had to go deep into myself and that's where it came from. It's like, where does that attachment come from? Is it coming from insecurities? Is it coming from social media? Is it really about that person? Probably not because you don't even really know them. So I think that's where it sort of stemmed is speaking to people and realizing that, hey, there's a bit of a pattern here um, in these short burst relationships and things that we deem as relationships or courtship or whatever it is and whatever it means to us. So, yeah, I think that that's what happens and the book delves into that and it goes into comparing it to what our parents and grandparents went through and the things that they valued and the things that we value now and where's that connection with relationships. So, yeah, it, it came from conversations really and having those conversations with people and being like, this needs to be spoken about and we can't sugarcoat it anymore. Not to dive into your personal life and, and if I'm mm. asking for too much and I'm getting ready to ask, please just say. Yeah, it's okay. No, that's okay. If you are single, has the book or after the result of the book kind of put you, has it changed your mindset at all um, moving <laughs> forward of how you move forward in, in your own personal life when it comes to dating? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I find with myself that sometimes, and I think it happens to all of us, where we get a little bit attached to people that we don't even really know. And I find that only happens to me when I'm, at a place that's a little bit unstable within myself when I'm forgetting to have self-love, when I'm forgetting to go back to myself and remember who I am and what I'm worth and what I deserve and ultimately what I want in someone as well. Um, but has it changed my views? I guess I had the views and that's how I wrote the book. So I would say that they probably are the same, although it does remind me to be what Amelia, the main character has turned out to be in the end, but it, you know, in saying that, I feel like I'm all the characters put together in somehow they're all parts of me. So I do, I do remind myself of those things that I have written about for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, I just go through life now and like one of the characters says in the book, they, they date 20% of the time now and live 80% of the time. It's not such a big thing on my mind where I'm like, I need to find someone. I want to find someone. Uh, I think that can be a bit of a dangerous place to be. So I live my life. I'm happy. Got my family you know, all that, all that stuff, the most important things in life. And if someone comes along and compliments that, then great. But uh, I'm not going to be actively, you know, out there on the search, on the hunt. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, they say that good things do, they come to you. You don't have to search for it. It just comes as it's supposed to. And we but have to I appreciate it when it does, right? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> That's I the other thing in today's society. As you're going through the motions because you're like, well, where is the person? Where are they? You do kind of wonder yeah, yeah, that yeah. sometimes, you know? Yeah, I think it's when we're ready. Uh, we just need to make sure that when we're ready, uh, we don't choose the wrong person, you know, because we're not the wrong person, the wrong person for, for you, Absolutely. I guess, because, you know, I, I guess there's so many great people that come into our life and we say, we, we want this and we want that and we want this and then we get it. And then we reject it and we go for someone that isn't half of what that other person was. So I think it's all got to do with us. We're going to sort ourselves out and sort out who we are and what we truly want and what we base relationships on, I guess, what it means to us. Do you think that someone should have a, you know, how people have a list or a, a general list of what they want someone, the other, their mate to have and possess? Is that something good or bad to do? I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I, I do see it as sometimes being a little bit restrictive uh, because we're humans and we're complex. So I think we can cancel people out really quickly that way where, you know, some 
sometimes we need to give people a bit of a chance. And we need to also ask ourselves when we're writing that list, am I going to be that person on that list? <clears throat> like I've had, a, a, you know, a few girlfriends of mine even say, like, you know, they want someone who's a who's a provider and a protector and they want a, a man who's masculine and everyone's different. You know, they want that. And I was like, that's fair enough. And they're like, you know, that's what I that's what I desire and that's what I search for. And they need to have this, 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 this. And there's a, there's a list that goes on. And I'm like, but what are you? Like, how are you showing up? Are you being, he might be looking for a carer and a nurturer and they're like, oh, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to show that until he shows me that he's worthy of that. And I'm like, but he might be looking for that to see that you're that, you know, like what, what he wants and, you know. So I think it's just more so, it's more important to just be who you are and don't forget your morals and your values because I think sometimes the list can get a little bit too surfaced and um, they can get a little bit too technical. And if you do have a list, you better stick to it because I've seen people that are like, oh, yeah, they tick this, 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 but they're really hot, so I'll just ignore that, 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 and that. You know, so it's, are you really sticking to your list if you've got a list or are you still going on that feeling, that spark that you feel initially and you're sort of just going to, you know, ignore some of the things on the list? So it is good. Number one, stick to it if you're going to write a list. Make sure you really stick to it. And second of all, how are you showing up to that list? Oh, I love that. Those are good points. That's yeah. so true. You know, but I feel like oftentimes you really can't even see yourself. So how do you know, you know, you may be thinking you're flowing in one way and someone else may be perceiving you another way. How do you know, um, you know, if you're flowing in the right direction? Go with your gut, go with your feeling, you know, and um, like I said, just just think about what you want in somebody. And I always say that as well. Like sometimes we can really cancel people out really quickly and say, "Well, this isn't the this isn't what I'm looking for." Um, but then, what is what you're looking for? The next person that you that you go for that like completely screws you around and you get attached to, and you keep going around in this circle. So it's I think it's about more about who we are and are we ready to accept what we deserve? If you think you deserve love and care and whatever else, then you have to admit that. If you are someone who deep down you like a challenge but you have to admit that to yourself as well because there's no point you getting caught up on these people who are you know not giving you the attention or whatever and that's keeping you interested well then maybe that's what you really want because that's what you keep seeming to go back to so you got to be honest with yourself stop saying that you want someone who's caring and loving and all this sort of stuff and then when you get it you're not happy so i think it's about being honest with yourself and admitting what you need and what you like Maybe you do like someone that keeps you on your toes a little bit. That's fine. And maybe that's what keeps you interested. Then accept that and admit that. And I think this is where this whole thing's going around. You know, we we have these lists and we have these desires and wants and we're comparing it to our, you know, parents' era and our grandparents' era, but they were taught very different things. They were they were taught to get into marriages and have kids and we're not taught that these days. Like, I mean, who's taught that when we're growing up? We're all free. We, we don't want to live in someone else's shadow. We, we want to do our own thing. We don't want to be told what to do, you know, like, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's having that balance and admitting who you are and what you're looking for, I guess. And what is a relationship? Base it on that. What is a relationship and what does it mean to you?
Is there a process that you utilize that you go through when you're writing? I know sometimes I interview writers on the show and they tell me how they have to go to a different location. Sometimes they're mm. ex, you know, secluded. Um, I, I try to ask that question because it, it, it's very interesting to, to me to see how you all as a writer, you know, your own individual practice of how you kind of yeah. get prepared. I write everywhere. So like my, my notes. So it, it's it's a bit of bit of both. I write on my notes, like just quotes or whatever, and I'll elaborate later on it, but I'll write anywhere. I'll pull over on the side of the road in the car and have to write. A writer should ha always have something to write on at all times, whether it's a pen and paper, whether it's their phone, um, unless they're going just to bliss out for a little bit. But other than that, you need to capture it. However, when I'm writing a book, um, it's seclusion time. Say if I'm actually in a story or writing my book and the modern breakup is fiction, uh, um, as you know, it's got characters. So I, with that, I would could not be anywhere with distractions. Like even birds would distract me. Anything would distract me being outside. So I would literally close the curtains, turn off the lights, have a lamp on and just, yeah, be a hermit for like a few months. I go a, bit, I go a little bit crazy, but, but I think you have to. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I understand. I mean, there's yeah, so much yeah. going on in the world. So it's like you have to kind of zone in somehow. Yeah, yeah. Can you give our listeners, our viewers, um, a glimpse into your life? What is your day-to-day -day life, life like? My day-to-day -day is very different. I haven't had to, which I'm very blessed with, um, and I thank God every day that I haven't had to get up and go to work or finish work at a certain time for the last eight years now. So that's been good, although... It has been a lot of hard work. Um, I just, yeah, get up. I have a morning ritual. I have a coffee. I have a banana. That's my, I really just have a banana for breakfast. And then I try to go to the gym real quick. I do meditation actually before that. So either I'll sit down and meditate or I'll just go out on my porch and, you know, have a bit of a, um, a bliss out moment. You know, thank God for things in my life. Thank God for things that I want. I find that very useful and just fill myself up with light and, and, love because I feel like sometimes in the morning when I wake up, I feel like really funny and I don't want to take that energy with me because, you know, the mind, the subconscious mind, I think it really has time to play when you're asleep and it all lives because you're not consciously directing your thoughts. So all this stuff can come up and I feel like that's why sometimes I wake up a bit negative or something and I don't want to drag that energy on. So I try to do my best to to focus in on, on light and love and fill my heart up with love and, and receive light when it's sunny in Melbourne, that's the best because <laughs> it's not always sunny in Melbourne, Australia. It's always like it can be cloudy a lot. We have four seasons in one day here. So sometimes wow. I go out to get sun and then I get rained on, which isn't fun. But, um, but yeah, so we just, yeah, that's it. That's my, that's my morning ritual. And then my day-to-day -day is just whatever I want, really. So, yeah, without sounding too, yeah, yeah don't, don't want to rub it in too much, but, yeah. I can just sort of, I can just go, go at bay, but you know, there's, there's always, I'm always thinking about work, like yeah. regardless, I'm, my, my mind is just, it's got hold of me many years ago and I can never, never get it off my mind. So it's just setting up marketing and, and all that for the book and then feeling a little bit free. Then other times I'm going to have to work harder and push things even more. So it depends. It, you know, it ebbs and flows. How do you give of yourself um, fully to others? Do you do something in particular with your, your meditations every day? Do you have to dive back in later on? Or what do you kind of do to make sure you're in the, in the correct zone because you influence so many people? 
Uh, well, I'm not always in the zone. And I think that's the myth with a lot of writers and a lot of speakers and they're giving off this impression that they've got this perfect life. I definitely don't have that. You know, I have challenges just like everybody else. My mind tries to attack me every single day to make me stop doing what I'm doing. <clears throat> but I will go to battle with my mind. I will never let it just overtake me. I'll always fight it. And I generally go to light for me. It's light. Or sometimes I'll go, I do this little visualization thing where I do my hardest to imagine that I'm going into an empty room, a really big empty room. And that's how I sort of empty my thoughts because I've noticed that sometimes trying to go against your negative thought can always have the opposite effect. It can make you sort of hone in on it a bit more and make you a little more anxious. So I think in that moment when things are sort of coming all onto me, I'm like, hold on. I'm not in that state where I'm fully confident. I'm fully trusting of myself and my journey and, and the universe. So that's on me because who's in control of my thoughts? I am. And who's in control of the way I feel? I am. Who's in control of the things that I say? I'm in control of that as much as I want to believe that it's all these external things. It's not because no one thinks for me. No one feels for me. No one speaks for me. So I do my best to, um, to get into that empty room, sort of quiet in the mind, and then start to rebuild the things that I want and desire um, in my mind from there. Almost like, you know, uh, pulling, getting the paint, getting the old paint off a wall and repainting it. Mm. Oh, I love that analogy. <clears throat> What's three tips, three tips you can provide someone who may be watching or listening and maybe they're stuck in a relationship right now. They're in the midst of uh, the breakup phase. Three tips you can provide to that person. The breakup phase is give it time. <laughs> Definitely don't try to rush things. It's not going to happen overnight. Go through them. So that's number one, give it time. Number two, I would say go through the motions. Feel what you have to feel. Write things down. Don't always send it to them because you might look crazy. So just keep it to yourself. And maybe they don't even deserve to hear it anymore. Um, so just, yeah, I go through the motions. I had so many people saying, you know, to me when I've gone through things or whatever, it may not just be breakups, whatever in life, oh, you got to get back to the gym and you got to get back on the horse and you got to keep going. It's like, I don't want to right now, you know? Maybe I just want to stay in bed and be miserable for like three days. It's okay. So just go at your own, go at your own pace and you will eventually come out of it and the third thing i would say is to speak to people that you love and trust because they you know don't don't seclude yourself don't don't seclude yourself in uh because your mind can really want to run away from you sometimes just talk to people and say everything you want to say no matter how surfaced it may be no matter how much you're you know bagging the other person out whatever it may be it doesn't matter whatever you want to say and whatever you want to do just get it out and release it I think in that moment because that's that can be very therapeutic as well what has been the most challenging part of your journey so far uh the fact that I love to procrastinate I'm the biggest procrastinator there is. I would like anyone <laughs> anyone who yeah they feel like oh let's go play tennis I'm like in if I'm working my mate's like hey do you want to get coffee or the sun outside I'm like yep laptop closed let's go <laughs> I'm just I, I just love to be outdoors and, and do things. And I'm really high on life and I feel like I've got a high energy. So for me to be stuck in, um, you know, like a, a room and be working, it's tough for me, especially when I'm not creating, when I'm creating, 
like a writing something that's a story or like something that's creative, I can be in there and no problems. But when I'm doing the business side of stuff, that's maybe a little bit more challenging for me because I love to just do a bit of business work for like a couple of hours and then I like to get out there, you know? So that's, that was, that's probably been the most challenging thing for me and um, having to manage my time maybe a little bit better, but now I'm wanting to reach new levels and do new things. So going to have to learn to manage it a little bit better. What do you do when you aren't feeling your best, but you have to put on a face for the world? How do you personally pump up yourself with self-love? Um, like I said before, I think it's just remembering all the things that I've got to appreciate in my life and thanking God. And I will just stop sometimes. Like if I'm noticing that I'm stressing out too much or whatever, and, and it's even happened to me recently because every level that you want to reach you know, these added pressures come and I do put a lot of pressure on myself because there are things that I want to do and and I, I do feel like it's my calling in some kind of way and I need to pursue that or else I'll never be, I'll never live out my destiny, I guess. Um, so I think I just go, go somewhere quiet and really hone in on myself and remember why I do what I do and remember the purpose of it and just I, I'll even do things like remember the, the hug of my mum for example, or, you know, I'm close with my auntie and imagine speaking to her about something and feeling that love and knowing that they're still here and that they're still present and seeing my nephews and nieces and playing with them and, you know, and like remembering that smile and and filling myself up with that love and filling my heart up with that love and then everything will flow from there. So I, I, I try not to let it run away from me. I don't want my mind to ever, and it has. And it still does sometimes. Um, it's like a, I use the analogy like a dog on a leash. You know, if you, is the dog walking you or are you walking the dog? Mm. If you let the dog walk you too much, who knows? It might take you on, on a road and you may get hit by a car. Sometimes you got to like pull the dog back in line, you know? And that's, that's, um, that's what I feel like with your mind. You can just let it run away from you and, and you'll end up wherever it wants to take you. Yeah. Or you can pull your thoughts back in line and keep them on a bit of a leash and say, what am I thinking about right now? How is this serving me? And is what I'm thinking about getting me what, what I want and getting me to where I want to go? Or is it going, taking me the opposite way? And you'll know that by the way you feel. If you're not feeling great, then you know that something's wrong with your thoughts. Something's not not right. You know, you need to address your thoughts. And, and I always go with my feeling. How am I feeling now? I'm feeling really weird. I'm not feeling... So that means my thoughts must be out of whack and what's, I'm going to focus. What's next for you? Um, I, I'm just about to create a new cover for The Modern Breakup. Um, I won't say who she's she's designed some very famous author's uh, books. So I've got her on board. So I'm really excited to do that. And I'll say her name when the, when the book's released or when the new cover's released. So I'm just going to do that and update it a little bit. Um, and I've just written a movie script, which is a sci-fi drama. Congratulations. Compl- thanks, thanks. So I've been sitting on that for a few months, actually. I, I do that creatively. I'll write something and just sit on it. And then when I feel it, I'm like, all right, I got to get it out. But I do need to get that out there now. And uh, just yeah, building my my personal brand and helping people in that way. And Because I've always sort of hidden behind the books. I've always had pages for the books. And now I'm really taking my personal name out there and wanting to do more reels, more videos. Um, yeah, just impacting people. So I think this year is going to be 
a lot more growth for my um, my personal name. And then, you know, I think that people need to have that now. They need to have that. If I'm going to offer anything, I think I need to be able to offer my experiences personally to them and and hopefully that will that will help them. So, yeah. I love it. Can you finish this sentence? I am a... Master manifester. Ooh. And a master of... <laughs> Never giving up. Mm. Who can control my own... Thoughts. Wow, I love that. Control my own thoughts. Absolutely. I would like to wrap up with a segment that I call Tell and Tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. What is something you can tell us about yourself that you have not yet shared with the world? A secret, if you okay. will. Yourself. Okay, this is a secret. I've been, which is, it probably doesn't look good at all. So you feel feel free to bag it right out. I've been cutting my own hair since really? I was 16 years old. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and it, it started, well, I don't know, but it started, it, it has its ups and downs. Sometimes I, I it's like a lawnmower. I'm like, oh. I've just gone over that piece. But so what it started when I was, I was like 16 and I was shaving my hair and I was like, why am I going to the, why am I going to the hairdresser just to like, I want to like, it's too long now. I want to, you know, just get rid of it now. I don't want to have to book an appointment. It's such an easy thing to do. So I bought clippers and I bought, you know, with all the heads on them and whatever. And I started um, shaving my head and then it progressed from there. I was like, I want to keep a little bit longer. I want to have the top a little bit longer. So then I would just use the bigger head. And then it just stemmed from there. So, I mean, it's really convenient because I can just go into, you know, the backyard where I've got the mirror, like, or whatever it is, and just be able to get the hair off and, yeah, jump in the shower. So I don't need to book appointments, nothing. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, you do a great job. I would have never known <clears> thanks <throat> for sharing that secret with us. Thanks. Although I might need to get a barber soon. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> well, you do a good job. Maybe it's so, time. hey, keep it up. Maybe it's time. It's not broke. Yeah. I feel like I'm picky too. I'm just going to be like, no, 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 do this. They'll end up kicking me out. They'll Absolutely. kick me out of the chair. They'll be like, man, just go do it yourself. I'm like, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. If people want to follow along with your journey, how do they go about doing that? Um, I've got two Instagram pages, uh, at the Modern Breakup Book and at Daniel Chidiak. So just my name. That's probably the best best places at the moment. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so, so much for being here. Please come back on the show later on as you develop other projects, your film, your your next book. Cover. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to have you back on the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that thank is you. it for this episode of The Journey Told Show. I would like to leave you with words that my father would so often say to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks. Let that sizzle in your spirit.